0: Good evening, Dre. Hi, Peter. Hi. Are you ready to go digging with Peter?
1: I am. What are we digging for?
0: We are digging for Vitalogy by Pearl Jam from 1994. Tell me what you know about Pearl Jam in general or about this album in particular.
1: All I know is they were popular in the 90s, I think. And they do rock music and that's it. And I never heard of this album until you said something about it.
0: Never heard of this album? No. It, it's it been like certified five times platinum in the US or something like that. And somehow you just never heard of it.
1: Listen, there's only one song that sounded remotely
0: familiar to me on this album. Oh yeah? Which one was that? Not for you. My own personal history with this album is... Not necessarily that long. To be honest, I'm not sure how this particular album got in my collection. The only other Pearl Jam album I've got is their debut album, 10. I don't know if this was the case everywhere, but from my perception of what was going on around you know, the early to, to mid-90s is that you were either a Pearl Jam fan... Or you were a Nirvana fan. Oh. At least as far as people who generally liked grunge and or alternative rock are concerned. I was definitely a Nirvana fan. My, one of my sisters, the one closest in age to me, was definitely more Pearl Jam among mm. things like, you know, country. Apart from that first album, which was like everywhere, I didn't really give Pearl Jam much thought at all. I would hear stuff by them on occasion. And of course, it was hard to get away from things like Eddie Vedder's specific personal vendetta against Ticketmaster, which, understandable, nobody likes Ticketmaster.
1: I feel like I've been under a rock. I'm like, why?
0: Why doesn't anybody like Ticketmaster? Hey, I've, (laughs) I've been in a rock in a cave. Maybe in a special episode. Someday in the in the future, we can go over everybody's personal history with Ticketmaster and why nobody likes them. Suffice well, it to say, it, it devolved into like this big thing. Uh, okay, so it looks like most of the writing and a good chunk of the recording for this album took place while they were touring on their prior album versus their drummer up to that point. Dave Abruzzozy. I hope I'm saying that right. Left while they were still recording this album. And so two tracks on this are recorded using other drummers. You want to tell me initial thoughts? Initially I was bored. You're bored. Okay. I, I mean, I liked it, but it didn't it didn't make me excited to keep going. Is it just that it got slow to start or did it just sound like a lot of the same to you? Like they were just
1: it started off great I'm like oh okay I can get into this and then it just kept going and I've just lost interest (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the the, like the guitars are pretty I like the way they sing it has some nice sounds but mm, it just wasn't my cup of tea it didn't make me want to do anything but keep doing whatever I was doing and wait for the next song to come
0: (laughs) so was it a case of you just couldn't keep paying attention no matter how many times you tried yeah
1: even when I was trying to focus I just started daydreaming, but my foot was tapping.
0: <laughs> well, that's a good start. Okay, yeah. so at least there was something translating into body motion, feeling Yeah, when with was something. every
1: listen, it grew. It okay. got better each time, but
0: still, at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, that was cute. That's probably
1: not a good word for this album.
0: I don't know if it's the way <laughs> they would describe it. I think I can feel where you're coming from on that. Um, about you? The thing I noticed... It took, me, it took me a couple of tries to get into into the into it. And I don't know if it was necessarily the album's fault or if it was my own. Like, I just wasn't in a headspace to process it. I was like, okay, I got to listen to this one now. Once I did, once something, you know, a switch flipped in my head or something and I was actually listening to it, I was like, you know what? This is better than I remembered it being. And I think part of it is that Eddie Vedder, who, who wrote all of the lyrics, tends to write in a pretty linear or at least non-abstract fashion. Yeah. Cuz remember my, my headspace when I'm when I'm listening to Pearl Jam at least these first few al- their first few albums is I'm comparing it to what I liked to listen to it when those came out which was Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Cobain was a lot more abstract in his lyrics. They didn't necessarily make sense on the face of it. And yeah. Eddie Vedder writes in a more literary style. If you're listening to the lyrics and you're you're listening for a story or for just something that makes sense, this works. This is actually not bad. You get to like spin the black circle, and that's a pretty good heavy piece, pretty fast, pretty aggressive. I and call from it there, fast and fun. What's that?
1: I called it fast and fun.
0: Yeah, that works. And I think for the most part, the album kind of uses that as a tone setter, where it goes off the rails a little bit for me is when you get to that point about two-thirds through the album with Bugs and Satan's oh, Bed. Oh, Bugs. Now, Bugs in particular, it uses an accordion, which normally I would be a really big proponent of. I love me some accordion in popular music. You're fired. Why am I fired? Oh, accordions? Yes, I love accordions. It just puts me in a bad space to hear it. <laughs> But like I said, normally I'm good with accordions. But that track Bugs just bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. That one was always
1: a record scratch.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a demented carnival barker. And then Satan's Bed following that up, it's like, okay, you just put the, the two worst things on this album right next to each other to make it easy to skip over them.
1: See. I thought Bugs was like a jam session. Maybe they just went in the room and just started playing around and put it on the album. That's what it felt like to me.
0: Maybe it was. But you know what? The producer in that case should have been like, guys, this is not working. <laughs> Eddie, I don't know what you're going for here, but it's not working. Please don't do it. That's what the producer should have done.
1: It was an experiment. I mean, they buried it in the album.
0: If if this was the first track on the album, I think a lot of people would have said, I don't know what this is. They would just have taken it off and thrown it away exactly yeah
1: but i thought satan's bed was a bop
0: this is forgettable at best there are there are a couple tracks early on in this where i might actually think of this later on and think that was good i want to hear that right now Mm -hmm. like spin the black circle or corduroy or not for you those are tracks i can go back to and think yeah i'll hear something else in there this is good let me do that Satan's Bed is not one of those. And Bugs is one that will cause me to rethink taking that album back out. That's funny. Was there anything that in particular that really, really didn't work for you apart from Bugs, which we've already discussed?
1: Um, no, the rest of it was all right. Bugs is the only one where I was like, I can just do without this. I like I considered skipping it on mm-hmm. every other listen besides the first one. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I powered through. Like I have a couple that could be favorites. I liked Immortality and I liked Nothing Man. They were really pretty to me. The singing, the guitars, they were the kind of songs I'll play and just like, yeah, that's in the background. But the rest, I really don't have a lot on this one. You
0: don't have a lot on this one? There's a whole lot of meh. You didn't leave you with a strong impression either way, except for Bugs.
1: Yeah, Bugs is a whole lot of no, and the rest of it is a whole lot of sorry. But it's probably just because it's not my kind of music that I listen to. Mm -hmm. And it was my first time
0: hearing it. You don't really recall hearing much else of Pearl Jam.
1: I only know the name because they were popular with people who listen to this music.
0: Uh, They are still going. They are going Concern as of their last full-length album, Gigaton, which was released a year ago yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I was looking at that date like, ooh, that date looks familiar. <laughs> so 11 studio albums, a bunch of live albums, a couple of compilations. Nothing has sold as well as 10. And Vitalogy was the the last one to be multiple platinum certified. Whipping
1: is uh, stuck in my head from this look, album.
0: Oh. Whipping. Wh- whipping, just stuck in your head, like
1: just that word because they kept saying it over and over and over again. And it's stuck in my head.
0: Like the way that Eddie Vedder is singing it? Yes. So if I ask you about it tomorrow, will it still be? Probably. Are we going to rate it? Are we ready to rate? I wrote it down. Ooh, you wrote it down. I need to hear this now. It's the same thing I've been
1: saying. It's a big old five. It's right in the middle.
0: Big old five right in the middle, but... Because quiet. the
1: album's not bad. I just don't care.
0: I heard it. It was cool.
1: That's enough. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs>
0: Because I'm not going to remember tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to give it a seven. Because this is better than I remembered it being. Well enough that I don't have any reservations saying I enjoyed myself with this album. It is not going to be as memorable as their first album was. And I can't really compare it to any of their other albums anymore because I don't remember any of them. (laughs) At some point in the future, I may have to go through and listen to some of them. I know that a number of those other albums were, were very, very popular. So there's probably something to them. Not that popular necessarily equals good. I think we both have lots of examples we can point to for that. See, it's not bad. Now, you will not be with us next week, but we'll have someone else here and you'll be back with us before long. So do we want to find out what me and somebody else are going to be listening to? Yes. Watch you get something that I like. (laughs) (laughs) We will find out. Hey, Google, give me a number between 1 and 2,053. 795. So number 795. That's the number we got, right? is G3 Live in Concert by Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, and Eric Johnson.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
0: Well, they are they are all guitarists, hmm. like virtuoso kind of rock guitarists.
1: Yeah, I'm not upset about this one.
0: That's our show for today. Uh, please rate and review us on whatever platform you hear us on. And as usual, thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you.